You're listening to KEXP at 90.3 FM in Seattle. You can find us online streaming around the world at kexp.org. I'm Cheryl Waters, delighted to have in studio today Springtime Carnivore. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. This is beautiful. The studio is gorgeous. We love it, and you're going to sound fantastic. And I can't wait to hear some new songs, the brand new record out. And you're going to play songs from that today, Midnight Room. It's Springtime Carnivore live on KEXP. Awesome. This one's called Raised by Wolves. Beautiful. Thanks. Still waking up over here. <laughs> Springtime Carnivore live on KEXP. Tonight they're playing at the Tractor Tavern here in Seattle. An album that came out last fall called Midnight Room. And what have you got next? Um, we're going to play Double Infinity.
Live in the KEXP studios with Katie, Kathleen, and Dasha of Springtime Carnivore. And that sounds so beautiful. Thank you. We're so delighted to have you here today. And it's such a beautiful <laughs> record. It's so warm and velvety. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I want to know how um, you created this record. I understand you were in a pretty intense headspace when you started working on it. And I'm curious how that impacted what you ended up with. Yeah, I definitely was in a headspace of sort of 
non-linear thinking. And I think a lot of the lyrics came from this place where I was like writing down phrases on index cards and then kind of spreading them out over the floor and just waiting for things to lead me. Like I was sort of, um, I guess a little bit more spontaneous or almost more like tarot card reading, tarot card reading, songwriting. It was sort of that philosophy. So once I finally had the songs, they all had this kind of like dreamy quality to them where I think some of the lyrics didn't feel like they made sense next to each other. It was sort of like the way things happen in a dream where things that aren't supposed to happen are happening. You're on a bus that's flying or something. Um, And when I met with Chris Cody, who produced the record, he is one of my favorite producers. He does Future Islands and Beach House and the Orwells. And he's just, he's made so many great records. And um, we actually connected on Twitter, which is very modern. Um, But we went out and had a meeting and I was telling him some of these things like, you know, I want this to feel like the texture of the nighttime sky or like the texture of stars or like, you know, velvety colors, that kind of thing, but translated into sonic textures. And he just immediately got it. And I feel like some people sort of look at you like you're crazy if you start saying like, I want it to sound like cobalt blue. But I kept thinking like, I want it to sound like cobalt blue. (laughs) And uh, Chris got that. So... Yeah, I don't know. We just kind of went into it with that, like a visual landscape and then created a sonic landscape. Did you have the songs completed when you went in lyrically or were you creating any part of it, the music with Chris? Well, actually, most of the music was done, but I am can be a lyric procrastinator. So sometimes it's like, it'll be the day the vocals have to be recorded and I'll change two lines and that'll be the final version. So Chris was really lenient with me, fortunately. Um, Also kind of a funny story is that the record is called Midnight Room, but that song was like the very last song to be written. We sequenced everything we'd recorded over the course of a couple weeks, and Chris was basically like, there's no first song on the record. None of these songs are the opening track, so you have to go home tonight and you have to write the first song on the record. And I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) In one night, you know, that seems crazy. And I went home and wrote Midnight Room. And then so we recorded it as the first track on the record and then it became the title track. Is that when you knew you wanted to name the record that or did you already kind of have that title in mind? I had that title in mind because that was sort of the headspace, sort of like insomnia writing. You know, the whole record felt like little things I would jot down like in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep. So the name Midnight Room sort of made sense. Uh, But I didn't have a song to match the title yet. I know the intense headspace you were in surrounded a breakup. I won't make you talk about that. But you mentioned in interviews that that was the first time in your life that you had lived alone. You'd lived with family and then with your partner. And I'm wondering how that contributed to the sort of feeling in the record. Was that the first time you were writing like that without people around? I guess, yes. It was, it was the first time I had had total privacy for an extended period of time. Um, and so I think it allowed for things like, you know, leaving an entire room full of scraps of paper on the floor. That's something I had never done before. Um, I don't know. I guess it felt a little bit more like mad scientist writing, like your whole house kind of becomes the song. There were just like little pieces pinned everywhere, you know, written on the refrigerator and on the floor and on the kitchen, like just kind of stuff all around. Was it nice to be alone for the first time or was it kind of lonely and freaky? You know, it was definitely lonely. Also, there was an issue where I didn't have heat in my house for a few months. So I was like bundled up and sleeping with heating pads. And it was, uh, it, it was lonely. And definitely I had to become accustomed to hearing bumps in the night and not totally freaking myself out. I'll bet. Yeah, which is actually a good thing to do on tour because we've been listening to some uh, 
true crime podcasts on tour, which is a terrible mistake. Because then when you check into hotels, like every sound is a killer. It sounds fun, actually. It adds <laughs> a sense of adventure. Speaking of being on tour, you've been making music for a super long time. You've been a musician, a touring musician for your entire adult life and part of your childhood, your late teens. I'm curious what your perspective is on spending that much time on the road, moving, making music. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like um, chapters of my life have been more divided into album cycles than they have specific years. You know, I think a lot of people look back and they see like, oh, the high school era and the college era and then adult life after college. Yeah, and then and then married life or, you know, whatever the kind of chapters are. But I feel like when someone asks me for a chronology, I have to go back to remembering, oh, what record was out on that time? And so who was I touring with? And those are sort of the seasons, I guess, the seasons of my life. But, um, I mean, I just love doing this so much. It just feels like one of those things. I've been playing music since I was a very small kid, and I just feel so lucky that it was like a dream that came true, that I could do it. How young were you when you started your first band? Well, I wrote... I wrote my first song when I was probably nine, and I just took a Spice Girls melody and put my own lyrics to it, which is not that innovative, but... Um, probably more people than you know <laughs> start that yeah. way. Yeah, right, that's true. Um, so I had, like, playground bands around eight, nine, ten. I was always trying to, like, make my friends sing harmony in the parking lot at Catholic school, but that didn't go too far. So <clears throat> my first real band was The Hush Sound, which miraculously became signed on our first record. We kind of had like a streak of beginner's luck. So we got signed when I was 15. And I remember the guy from our record label came to my house to meet with my parents. I was in Catholic school at the time. And he basically had to convince my parents to let me go on tour and take a little bit of time off of school, but still graduate. Didn't you play the Tacoma Dome? We did. Yeah, actually, <laughs> when I was driving by the Tacoma Dome, I was like, that feels really familiar. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We were totally unprepared. There's a wealth of embarrassing stuff that will never die that's on the internet. Um, we were just, you know, so young and thrown into this wild, these wild circumstances. It felt very much like Almost Famous, but if you were actually the musician who went on the tour. How fun. Yeah. Your family, obviously, is very supportive. Yes. We're so excited to have you here at Springtime Carnivore Live on KEXP. Tonight, they play the Tractor Tavern and playing songs from the new album, Midnight Room. Yeah, so we'll play the title track now, Midnight Room. Inside your love 
Midnight Room, the title track from the new album by Springtime Carnivore. Greta, you've said this next song, Nude Polaroids, kind of summarizes the tone of this record. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I guess um, these feel like things that I wasn't intending to project to an audience. And this song feels to me the most like that tone. Like it's almost like a letter that I would write to someone and maybe choose not to send, but it would just be a cathartic effort of doing that. Um, and I feel like this song just somehow has the most concentrated amount of that feeling. That reminds me of something I read in an interview with you that seems so fitting right now. I ask musicians that write very personal and confessional records sometimes how it feels to perform those. And you've said that you really feel that it's important because it's a way that we can connect with one another. And that was really meaningful to me, especially these days. Yeah, I just feel like I am so bored by any kind of small talk, like whether it's in art or a pop song or whatever, like the real simple surface level stuff is so boring. And I think it's so dulling to people who have real feelings and are like seeking some connection there. So all my favorite artists are that way. So I guess I try to be that way. And then if it's TMI, I guess too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for so much TMI on this new record. It is so beautiful. It's called Midnight Room and one more song from Springtime Carnivore live Thank on KEXP.
tractor. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. So great to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. Midnight Room, the new album. This is Springtime Carnivore, live on KEXP Seattle.